It's 11.08, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ, broadcasting live from the State Fair. We are joined by the Secretary of the Department of Children and Families, uh, Eloise Anderson. Good morning. Um, I got uh, now. See, I got to turn your microphone okay, on. It's, good right, there you go. And see, it's it's amazing. You stopped by at the state fair. My fiance right outside the booth there as well, huh? Okay. So everybody stops yeah. by there. A good time at the state fair. It is. I you you were at a cabinet meeting. I asked yes. if they if they had cake, and you said. Jeff, they they the cream puffs. You know? <laughs> yeah, the Wisconsin idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. You can't go wrong with that. Hey, let's um let's talk a, a little bit, General. First of all, what what does DCF do? Well, tell me a little bit about the Department of Children and Families. Well, we actually have three program areas. One, um, it, which is dealing with people who have barriers to work. So we have probably the largest work program in the state trying to put mostly non mostly custodial parents back to work but we've been focusing on non custodial parents because what we know is if you get two parents working for the child we get the kid out of poverty right so we've been focusing on that we do child care so we subsidize child care for the poor and we also license and oversee child care for the, for everybody in the state and then we have the third piece which is child protective services which the counties by and large run we run in only one county and that's this is the county of milwaukee Milwaukee county right yes other than that is run by all the counties you know I, one of the things we've talked about a lot on this program has been particularly with the attorney general has been the explosion of of heroin o, you know opioid problems mm-hmm. and i know that's something near and dear to your heart as somebody who you know deals with you know the impact on children I think we have two problems I know on the eastern part of the state we have heroin and opiates on the western part of the state we have meth really and meth and heroin are really uh, undermining families we have children coming into out-of-home care which means coming into foster care from families we've never seen before our counties are getting overwhelmed it's 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 really bad and the overwhelming would be either mom or dad develops the drug problem yes. and then just everything goes to hell. Yes, and we have to take the kids. Hmm. And we need foster parents. We need people who are willing to step up and say, I'll take care of this kid while the parents get rehabbed. And some some of the parents, uh, it takes so long to get them back on the right track that we can't get their kids back home to them. It's, it's a crisis in the state, but we're not alone. It's a crisis all across the country. I think what most people are so surprised at is the crisis in areas in which we don't expect. So it hits many more people in affluent areas, and it's really devastating the rural areas. You know, it, it's interesting because when, when I've gone out to some of these seminars, um, I mean, everybody thinks of, for example, heroin as being an, an urban mm-hmm. problem. And the truth is, it, it it's not. You have the, these stories in the suburbs about, you know, kids that maybe they start by, you know, raiding their mom and dad's, you know, medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so you get the prescription drugs, and then it leads to heroin. And you see, I'm sure, the same thing with adults, you know, who are responsible for children, then can't, can't take care of them. And sometimes it starts with an injury that you're trying to heal, or a tooth, or something like that. But one of the things the governor has done is put $5 million in the budget. I'll be glad when the budget gets done, <laughs> yeah. so the counties will get this, um, trying to deal with some of this issue. I, I want to talk. You talked a little bit about, um, you know, W two and 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 that. Mm-hmm. You know, for there was a time in Wisconsin's history where we were, but before you had the welfare reforms, we we were kind of a magnet. Now things have really changed dramatically, and I'm not sure enough people know about, you know, how how W two 
um, has, has really kind of worked and how few people are participating nowadays. Yeah, um, back in 1996, uh, maybe been even a little earlier than that when Tommy Thompson was the governor, he changed from AFDC, uh, Aid for Families with Dependent Children, to what he called Wisconsin Works, which right. is W-2. And he, we call it W-2 because we want people to think about this like a, a job like when you get your W-2 form. Okay. And so back then, uh, we dropped a lot of people off the rolls. Then the recession hit, and the recession hit, and so we had our numbers go way back up. And when Governor Walker came in, we changed our thinking again around W-2. And what we decided to do was not put so much emphasis on the change on the people who are getting services, but on the people who are providing the services. So we put a performance system in place. And now we've had probably the lowest number of people on W-2 than we've ever had in the history of Wisconsin. We stopped being a magnet for people coming on what we call welfare. Right. We might be a magnet for other things, but it's not that anymore. If right. you come on our program, you're going to work. Now, some people, some critics would argue that that's, that that's not fair, that there's people who aren't able to participate, there's people who don't have enough time. I mean, I know one of the things the governor has always said is that there's there, he's convinced that there are jobs that, that are out there for people, and, and really the trick is just trying to essentially arrange placement. If you come on the program and, and you have some kind of disability, this is probably the wrong program for you. Right. But many people have disabilities, I, I would say almost all of them, want to work. Right. We just have to have the job match. Uh, what happened to me in the early years, which turned me around on the whole notion of work, I had a guy come in in a wheelchair, had no arm use. He used everything with a pencil in his mouth. And the first thing he said to me was, I want a job. It totally turned my view of work around. If this guy in a wheelchair couldn't use his arms, had to talk with a pencil in his mouth, who wanted a job, there's no reason for everybody else can't work. One of the, I think, concerns that people have had is that a lot of times there's people, particularly in some of the urban settings, maybe young people who make mistakes and then those mistakes kind of haunt them. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Transform Milwaukee Jobs mm -hmm. Program, which I know is, is kind of designed to address things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, Transform Milwaukee Jobs Program tries to deal with a lot different barriers than we try to deal with in our W-2 program because mostly this is focused on non-custodial parents which are mostly dads and dads have a lot of the same problems that moms have but they usually have some other ones usually have to do with criminal justice issues but what we found is we can get people jobs if they have the right thinking in their head if they show up from work have good attitudes there are jobs out there for them, right? They, if they want to work they and they're willing, right? They're willing. Like I've always said, I mean, you know, showing up is ninety percent of it. You know, right. really, yeah. Right, and have a good attitude, and a lot of people will take a chance. A lot of people will give people a second chance. Some people will give them a third chance. It's that's all it takes. And there are a lot of employers around who are willing to do that. So we've been putting people to work. We've been we've got about sixteen hundred people we put to work and trained, I think what happens is that we don't think about men in the same way we think about women, yeah. and we need to. Right. We're talking to Eloise Anderson, who's the Secretary of the Department of Children and Families. Obviously, the, the thing that's been in the news, Secretary, is um, the, the Foxconn. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, how does Foxconn play in potentially to, to what you do? Well, I am very excited because people look at Foxconn and they look at engineering jobs and I look at Foxconn and I said you know there's a lot of jobs here there's the 
direct jobs that they're going to produce, which are engineering and assembly work and all those kind of things. But there are going to be a lot of businesses that come to support what they do. So that's the secondary market of jobs. And then there are going to be third tertiary jobs. And there are going to be restaurants. And there are going to be janitor. There are going to be jobs all over the place. So we're going to be able to hopefully be able to change the nature of southeastern Wisconsin to what it was when I came here. And what it was when I came here was the manufacturing center of the mm-hmm. world. I think we're going back. It's going to take us back to that. And so, so, and so I mean, the, the appeal, is, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, well, th- there's going to be a skills gap because some of the jobs that Foxconn's going to be hiring, right now you, you don't have people trained to do them. Your point is there's going to be lots of different jobs lots that are out there jobs, for people right. to do. Yeah. At all levels. And I don't know if we don't have the people to do them. They just might not be located in the right places. We might have them in Superior. We might have them in Rhinelander. We might have them in La Crosse. But this is going to affect the whole state. It's not just going to affect southeastern. Wisconsin. And I think we can step up to the task of doing this. And I think the people are here. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go looking someplace else. And, you know, we talk about engineers. We think about Madison. But Milwaukee has the Milwaukee School of Engineers. Do right. we ever put that on the top of our list? It's on the top of our list right now. So I think we can do this. Right. And our tech schools, they're, I think they're going to be putting out all the kind of secondary people we need. We can do this. Right. I'm, I'm so positive about this. Well, I, the thing I've been saying for the last couple of weeks since this news was breaking is how would we have felt, you know, a week or two ago when this announcement was coming out if we woke up and saw that the, this this was going to Detroit instead of <laughs> going to southeastern Wisconsin? I mean, I, I guess that's the way I just I, I look at this. And I understand that there's an investment, and I you hear the arguments about corporate welfare and all, but this, this it could be a game changer for this. Well, I don't think you get something for nothing. You know, I grew up believing that everything has a cost to it. Our cost is small compared to what Foxcom is going to be bringing in. And I just think we have to learn that some things you have to pay a little bit for. And this is one of those. So I don't think that what we're giving up for them to come is even close to what we're going to get back with this. So I think for Wisconsinites, we need to have a very positive attitude for this because this is bigger than just Foxcom. This will turn the whole economy of the state around. Eloise Anderson, the Secretary of the Department of Children and Families, thanks for joining me from the State Fair. I appreciate it.